Distractions. This is Mitchell, as always, and with me, as always, is Benson. How you doing, Benson? Doing all right, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, our, our late evening uh, version of Welcome Distractions. That's right. We're recording at 8.40. We've got beer. Yeah, well past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> is that a joke? No. <laughs> yes. Oops. Um, no, it's fine. It, it's just getting really dark here in the Midwest really early. Yeah, it's terrible. And um, I was... I came home from work today, and I was in bed at, like, 5, and I was like, I'm ready to go to sleep. And it was, I mean, it was 5. So you take a nap? No. Oh, man, naps are great. Naps are great, but that late, I'm I'm, I'm in trouble in the morning. That's true. I had coffee. I finished my co- last sip of coffee at, like, 5. So okay. I'm, I'm... You're ready to I mean, go. The You're beer will go. probably bring me back down. You know what? Cool. Having having company helps keep me awake. That's so, fair, that's fair. And I'm excited because we've to keep got... keep you awake. Well, yeah, we've got... We've got Talking sports tonight, and then we've we're gonna we're gonna watch a little movie after this. Yep. Just just have a have a Tuesdayser for the boys. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, so what? Wh- um, you know, on the docket we got NFL playoff pictures starting to shake up. Yeah. Uh, we got MLB hot stove. Yeah, winter meetings are happening winter right meetings now. And uh, an interesting selection off the uh, today's game ballot. For the Hall of Fame, that's uh, you know more about that than I do, so I'll let I'll let you riff off of that. Yeah, I mean we'll, you we're can talk about you it. can talk about you. I think even if you don't know about it, you know how stupid of a selection this is with like very basic research. Yeah, like anyway, we I, actually I would just want to jump into that. Uh, yeah, the the Hall of Fame committee basically there are two ways to get elected into the Hall of Fame. One is you get voted in by writers. There is the Baseball Writers Association of America. There are like four hundred fifty to 600 people in it. Oh, I remember this guy's face. Who, Harold Baines? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember him, like, playing, but I remember his face. Yeah, he was before our time. He played for the Indians in 1999. Yeah, one year. Interesting. So, so, I so, was four. So the two ways to get in, you get voted in by, like, tons of baseball writers, and you need to be on 75% of ballots, and there's, like, you know, there are tough decisions to be made. You can only vote in 10 at a time, and there are definitely more than 10, ba- like, worthy Hall of Famers on the ballot. Or the Today's Game... Dalit, which is literally a bunch of random old players, and then 16 old players, managers, and owners get together and talk about those players. And then if 12 of them decide they should be Hall of Famers, bam, they're Hall of Famers. So you got people who, like, whose job it is to, like, pay really close attention to baseball and, like, vote, and, it, like, their vote means very little. Oh, wait, so Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame? He just got accepted. Like, that was the... That was the big news. It was him and Lee Smith just got but, like, voted inducted. Into the Hall of Fame. Like, just got voted in. They're going to be ad- inducted next summer. That's crazy. Yeah, because he's not that good. Like, we were just talking about it earlier today. Nick Swisher, who is, like, notorious in our circles, oh, yeah. uh, had a better three-year peak than Harold Baines, newly enshrined Hall of Famer. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, Nick Swisher, not a good player. I'm here on the baseball ref page and, like, at its surface, you know how they bowled league leaders? Yeah. My man led the league in one thing his entire career Your man of like. Harold? Yeah. Yeah. Of like. Well, 21 seasons he yeah. played, and he led Major League Baseball in slugging percentage in 1984. Yeah. He finished his highest MVP finish ninth. Yeah. And, that, and, and, and he was a DH for a lot of his career. Yep. He was a fine hitter. He wasn't a fantastic hitter like i'm gonna, i'm on fan graphs right now because uh, we use different wars um, well, sh- no i just like the I, I like the baseline stats more than the analytics and okay that's fair yeah, i also makes them tougher to find i also will say yeah the, the setup of baseball reference is better but let's see 
Hanley Ramirez has more career war than Harold Baines. Uh, uh, let's see. Daryl Strawberry, Nomar Garcia-Para. No one uh, might get in there, though. Carl Crawford. Um, yeah, like guys who are obviously not getting in. Guys who are good players, Yeah, but obviously not getting. Albert Bell, who was actually on the Today's Game ballot and did not get voted in. Uh, Don Mattingly. I, there are just tons of tons of tons guys of there that, that are good. Players. They were good. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I And I am all for honoring the players. Like, I am very pro let the steroid guys in. I'm very pro let Pete Rose in. Yeah. I think if it's borderline, you should be let in. But but this is not a case of borderline. This is a case of, oh, you were played for the White Sox? The owner of the White Sox is literally on this committee. You played under Tony La Russa? Tony La Russa, literally on this committee. Yeah. Like, it's cronyism. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that is – it's an odd system. I mean – I like Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame, and I dislike it for the same reason. In that they're it's very exclusive. Yeah, like you got to be really, really good yeah, to be in the Major League Baseball Hall, like of the Fame, Hall of Fame, or the or the NBA or the Basketball Hall of Fame. Right. Um, in some ways that's nice. In some ways, I think that's kind of a bummer because it it leads to a lot of guys, maybe such as Harold Baines, to be like kind of forgotten. That's fair. Or like a Carl Crawford, who like was. Probably one of the top ten players in Major League Baseball at one right point, at one yeah, point yeah. in his career. Um, these guys that just sort of get, oh, remember Carl Crawford? You know, instead of being like, oh, remember Hall of Famer Carl Crawford, be- sure. who's getting you know noticed for his his dominance his at at one point in Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah. At the at the end of the day, baseball the Hall of, Hall of Fames are history museums. Yeah. So and and, uh, and I'm not going to be up in arms. I'm not one of those guys who's like, well, the Hall of Fame's now completely ruined because Harold Baines is in, and those people are out there. Right. Like, they're allowed to make mistakes, and that's fine. Um, and I do agree with you that it is nice to be able to look back and remember players, like when people get voted in. It's nice. Yeah. Um, but the, I I think they just like they just made a bad bad call, bad call. Yeah, and I I, I almost wonder if it was like accidental i i i just i think there's a lot of cronyism maybe like he's a great dude you know maybe he was like a really great yes. kind of like a like almost like a player's man like like a player manager a guy who was great to have in the clubhouse i mean he was dead consistent throughout his career i mean was never bad yeah he was very and he played I, and for 21 years and you know what i will say i'm very happy for him yeah, because I, you know what, he, I mean, I'm maybe he is a good guy, and even if he's not, he pl- he was a good baseball player for a long time, and he's being recognized for it. So I'm happy for him and his family, and those that are close to him. Yeah, I just think like this is a bad move for baseball, and uh, it's crazy we live in a world where Harold Baines is a Hall of Famer, but like Barry Bonds isn't. Yeah, it's or nuts. Pete. Yeah, Pete Rose isn't. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. or even, like, guys that aren't associated with cheating, like Mike Mussina or Edgar Martinez. Yeah. Or Kenny Lofton. Um, yeah, it's it's strange. And it sort of it sort of warps and taints that idea that this is, like, the cream of the crop. Yeah. Yeah. Not guys who were, like, really good. Yeah. It's guys who were almost transcendent. Right. And, th- and at the end of the day, like, I mean, it's a history museum, right? Yeah. I mean. What did Harold Baines do in terms of history yeah. to be – a part of this right. hallowed ground, and 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 at the same time, it, during the steroid era, it's called the steroid era. There were players using steroids, right? Like, should <laughs> we should we not remember the best players of that era, even if they were taking steroids? It's a part of the game's history. 
whether or not people acknowledge it or whether or not people judge those people's morals. Yeah. I mean, or even the dead ball era. Like, should we start shitting on guys because they hit like three home runs a season and they're racist? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, no, I mean, yes, (laughs) we we should be shitting on them. They're racist, but they were baseball players. Right. And they were good. Baseball, baseball players. players. For and the time. Yes. For the time period. Yes, yes. It's Of course, it's time adjusted. So if guys were playing, if the steroid era was the steroid era, and, like, obviously we, we don't know that much about, like, the sure. yield at which players were using steroids, but if, say, a majority of players were using steroids yeah. and you were still better yes. than that majority that was using it, right. then, like, that, I, I don't know. And, and, and Barry Bonds was the best player in baseball not because of steroids. No. Like, steroids don't make you good. If I started taking steroids, I would flame out in, in, in freshman year of college right. baseball they, anyway. they just elongated his dominance. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's but fine. You take a, yeah, I think if you take away his steroid use yeah. and and you, you let his career play out the way that it would, right. I think he's still a Hall of Famer. And a couple of other It's obviously points. speculation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely am with you. And then a couple of other points about it. There's this clause in, like, the Baseball Hall of Fame voting, like, the, the character clause. And and I think the, like, basically, like, you can fudge someone's voting based on, like, their character. And I think this was supposed to be, like, a, you know, lift guys up. Like, if a guy was very good but, like, meant a lot to his team, mm. then, like, okay, this person should be in the Hall of Fame even if, like, statistically maybe they fall a little short. Yeah. I think that's what it was for. It was for lifting guys up. Not judging people's morals, right? Like who, like these baseball writers are nobody. Like they could be terrible people too. Right. Who are they to decide who's a good person and whether or not they deserve? I'm using air quotes to be in the Hall of Fame. That's ridiculous. And then my final point on that, and sorry, I'm ranting, no, but I, I, it's something I'm passionate about. Is is uh, Bud Selig, who was the commissioner of baseball during the steroid era? It happened under his nose. Uh, uh, it just got elected into the Hall of Fame. So if he gets elected in the Hall of Fame, yeah, overseeing why, this, yes, why shouldn't the steroid players get elected? What a, I can imagine a commissioner not getting into the Hall of Fame. Like, isn't yeah. that just sort of like, a, I mean, you're just you're just in at that point. Yeah, I unless you were only unless you only had the job for like two years. Right, there are people right. out there like that, like uh, Paul Giamatti's father. Yeah, Paul Giamatti's father was the commissioner of baseball for like two years. Yeah. Yeah, so if you if you're in there for any sort of tenured time period, like yeah. you're gonna get in the Hall of Fame. Bart Giamatti, I believe he ban- he's the one who banned uh, George Steinbrenner from baseball. Interesting. Yeah, and then he got reinstated by uh, <laughs> Bud Selig, I believe. In like so. lame duck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So a uh, technical question for you because you know about this more than I do. I'm looking at the BBWAA ballot right now, sure. and um, according to that, no one's going to the Hall of Fame. What do you mean? Well, on Baseball Reference, it says that. Edgar Martinez is the highest vote getter at 70.4% of ballots. I think you're probably looking at last year's. This is 2019 BBWAA ballot. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's just so far. Like, okay. The votes aren't officially in, and people make them public at varying times. I don't know. Okay. It's just like, it's random. I I, I suspect that Edgar Martinez will get, a, get in. He was at about 70% last year, and this is his last year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just imagine that you know, there will be some sort of uh, troop that is very pro editor and kind of spreads the word on how great he was. And he was. He was He was an amazing hitter. He was one of the best hitters of his generation, in fact. Um, you know, if you, if you are a person who thinks that David Ortiz deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, 
you definitely should feel the same way about Edgar Martinez. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years of being five war or better on baseball reference wow. as a designated hitter. Sorry, not on baseball references, on fan graphs. Mm-hmm. And he was a designated hitter. So, I mean, that just goes to show um, how great of a how great of a hitter he was. Um, so yeah, that, that's uh, he's definitely on my list. And I and I I will say I think we should. Uh, save a little Hall of Fame stuff we for will. Kaufman. We will, absolutely. I just because he's I, very I, I passionate ge- about it as well. Genuinely just had a question about it because I oh, saw absolutely. a percent of ballots, 70.4%, and that's Edgar Martinez's leading vo- in votes at 704 Yeah, and, and this Hall of Fame, wh- one of the problems with the voting is you can only vote in 10 players at a time, and for my money, there are more than 10 players that are worthy of the Hall of Fame on this current ballot. Yeah, I would so, say so. Uh, yeah, it's almost like, and, you know, and 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 how many of those guys like Mariano? This is his first year of eligibility. Right, right. he's going to get in. Right. But h- right now he has n- he's not on any ballots. But it, so so exactly. But if I have a vote, for instance, I might not vote for Mariano because Rivera you want because somebody else. I know else that he's going to get in, and I'd rather save someone else. Like if yeah. Scott Rowland's in danger of falling off the ballot, I'd rather give my vote to Scott Rowland. Yeah. Because uh, I think he's, but yeah, yeah, I think he's a very deserving Hall of Famer. For instance, or like Kenny Lofton, Jim Edmonds, both fell off the ballots in their first years, and mm-hmm. I think those guys, you know, deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, so what's the what's the cut then for that? Five percent. If you don't get five percent of the of of vote share, you get lopped off. And these so guys don't com- these these writers don't communicate at all. No, that's that's whack. Cl- Placido <laughs> Polanco. Will definitely be off after this year. Sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Or Edgar Renteria, uh, whoever you said. I always confuse those two. No, Placido Polanco is on, uh, like, Vernon Wells. Yeah. He'll probably be gone. off. Travis Hafner, off. Gone. Jason Bay, off. Off. Michael Young, off. Yeah, Juan Pierre, off. off. All these guys. So that's it. that's interesting because you don't know if you're one of the 5% of people who's going to vote for Mariano Rivera or is this guy going to fall off the ballot? Well, he's not going to fall off the ballot because enough people are going to vote for him. At least, like, but the just New like York in chapter. in theory. Yeah. That's the other thing is, like, the New York chapter of the BBWAA. Oh, it's like all Yankees. huge. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, that's one of the, the advantages of being a Yankee. One of the many because you get more media coverage as well. Yeah. So a Hall of Fame voting happening right now. Um, yeah. No baseball really being played. What was Winter League? But um, Winter League. Oh, we. I think we would be remiss to not talk about former Indian passing, Luis Valbuena. Yeah. That's yeah. T- I mean, car accidents in in the in the Caribbean. Well, but did you hear about what happened? No. Yeah. So it was in Venezuela, which is a, like, um, it is a it is in a tough position financially. Crime is through the roof. Right. Like, it's very poor. Uh, tough country right now. Um, and basically there are, I like, see this now. Yeah. So basically people like go on the freeway. They're like pirates. They're like road pirates. Yeah. And they like try and cause car crashes to kidnap or, or the, the passengers or steal from them. And it just so happens that the, that they died. They weren't wearing their seatbelts in the back seat and they died in this car accident because the, the bandit threw, like had a rock in the road. They tried to swerve out of the way and sure. they got crashed, which is crazy. Yeah. Wear yeah. your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt. Absolutely. Um, and I understand. Also, uh, yeah. Also, probably don't go to Venezuela. Well, but they're both. The but they're both Venezuela. No, I know. I'm. I'm more saying to those of us who are still with us, don't yeah. go to Venezuela. Yes. <laughs> if you had plans, you might want yeah, to cancel your flight. If you were planning to go to Venezuela, think again. Yeah. Um, 
uh, it's just a tough thing. I mean, like, yeah, difficult. That, you can't tell a native Venezuelan, like, hey, don't go back and play baseball there and no, visit no, no, your no, family. No. That wasn't what I was uh, suggesting. No, 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 I wasn't suggesting that you were suggesting it. But, like, it's a, what, what do you do? Because it is a tough place. Yeah. Uh, but there's good baseball to be played there. I mean, um, it's warm. It's warm. There are a lot Isn't of good it? Venezuelan baseball players. Yeah. Um, I don't love the World Baseball Classic, but Venezuela's team usually is yeah. pretty good. William Zastadillo is uh, playing in the. Venezuelan league. Oh, you know Williams? No, I do not. Oh, he's uh, he's in the Twins organization. He's oh, like oh, oh, the pudgy yeah. dude. Yeah, he's like five eight, two fifty, and I plays center field. I didn't think his name was Williams. Yeah, it's Williams. Wait, and he, thought, and I thought he, he was never a catcher. Out. Yeah, he is a catcher, but they played him in like center field last year. Oh, yeah, he's great. I love him. I actually saw his first career major league strikeout. Uh, it was at Progressive. Oh, that's huge. Or maybe it was his <laughs> second career. But like, I was talking him up to all like the people around me. And, like, this guy never strikes out. And then, like, some schmuck for the Indians struck him out. It's probably, like, Dan Otero. Yeah, And I probably. was pissed. <laughs> he also had a homer in that game, so oh, it yeah. wasn't that Yeah, 5'9", 225. Yeah. Playing center field. He's great. And he never strikes out. I, I, remember, I remember seeing that about him. He had uh, three strikeouts in 97 plate appearances. Yeah, and if you look at his... He uh, also doesn't really walk. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> he puts the ball in play. And yeah, exactly. He is the anti-three true outcomes guy. And here he is, positions. Catcher, third base, designated hitter, second base, center field, left field, pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he pitched. He was bad. He was really bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, he has an, a career ERA of 45. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Was that five runs in an inning? Yep, one, one inning pitched, five earned, oh two God. homers. <laughs> Amazing. All right, I'm on Baseball Reference looking at his uh, his Venezuelan league stats. His his slash line is currently 341, 386, 497, and he has struck out uh, one time. That's in incredible. In 189 play appearances. Well, like what the, anti- like the, antithesis, the antithesis to Major League Baseball yeah. hitters right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's great. So you got to root for him. Yeah, he's got to root for. Him. He's just a funny-looking guy. Yeah, he's my favorite player on the Twins for sure. That's that's a that's a low bar. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They do have Eddie Rosario, who it's I like hate with a passion. The bane of your existence. <laughs> yeah, at least I, I got rid of that. At least I got rid of Eduardo Escobar. He was great though. He was I loved good. His picture after he got traded. Where that he was, was like his in, uh, on the horizon. I that loved was it. Too funny. I loved it. I love mm. these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap up baseball before we get into football, just because we're on the subject. I don't I don't know if we're gonna wrap it up that quickly. I think we gotta talk. I mean, we're gonna talk Kluber trade, right? We're gonna yeah, talk hot stove. Yeah. That's the last bit of it. I think these winter meetings are actually happening literally as we speak. It's nine p.m. Literally on Tuesday, and they speak. are in Las Vegas, so they're still uh, yeah. they're still having They'll having be going for hours. conversations over wine. Yeah, uh, and dinner. A friend of mine, uh, in uh, he, a friend of mine from college, mm-hmm. who's a year younger than me, he works for the Nationals now, and he's oh. out there. Uh, good guy, uh, and he is already miserable because it is a lot of work and it is a clusterfuck of people. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I guess their fire alarm went off I've last w- night at two a.m. I've wondered what those look like. Yeah, like this big like baseball convention. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing, and, and it, like I get it from a historical standpoint because there was a time where it might have been hard to reach people easily. Right, but, but now it is text not. Messages, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is really easy. So it's actually weird because in the weeks leading up to the winter meetings, there are a, like a lot happened, and like we're day two in the winter meetings, and I don't think a single thing has happened bigger than like 
uh, Billy Hamilton couple of getting free agent signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, and Andrew McCutcheon. McCutcheon today. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just uh, yeah, a, a lot of rumblings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, a lot of rumbling about the Indians. But you do, you do think? I think that it's it's about to boil over. You think so? Yeah. There's there's been there's been so many things that I think make sense. Yeah. That have been rumored. You know, sometimes you get these ridiculous things that are like, well, that would blow everything out of the water. Yeah. But a lot of these things that are sensible have been have been coming up as rumors, r- yeah. things that are rumored to happen, um, including the Indians including shopping sure. around Corey Kluber. Right. And, okay, I am very optimistic about this. I am and as well. I, and I will tell you several reasons. One, you don't hear about Indians in rumors very often. That's like, very true. Usually they're very close to the best. Yep. Usually it just happens out of nowhere. And right. Indians rumor then, which is what happens when the room when rumors happen, you know they're probably gonna do it. Yes, and then the other thing is they are rumored to be talking to several teams. Yes, which makes me think you know it is the Indians' market to control. It's not like there is only one team out there offering them things. We could go we could go to the Dodgers and say, hey, you're offering us uh, Alex Verdugo and Will Smith. You know, two you know two of your three best prospects. ML. Close to being MLB ready prospects, but hey, Cincinnati's offering us Nick Senzel, who's like the number six prospect in all of baseball, maybe. Right. So, what can you say to that, Dodgers? Like, you know, it is definitely a seller's market for Corey Kluber, as it should be, because he's a cost-controlled, two-time Cy Young Award winner who was still an extremely effective pitcher last year. My fear is just that they will overvalue him to the point where any other organizations will say all right you know you then you keep him and i I think maybe that's fine but i do think you're gonna have to babysit him a little bit more than in years past he's throwing about 205 innings a season the last two years yeah and i think you're gonna have to keep him probably around 180 artificially i think i mean i think that could explain a lot of his postseason woes these last couple of years uh is that he's a little overworked and that's on the indians i think they probably should have been more careful with him that said I think uh, a lot of these teams, especially like the Dodgers, will. They're very smart. And um, I I mean, I look at what Sale got um, like yeah. a couple years ago from the Red Sox. Kluber um, can and should demand just as much. Yes. He is on just as team-friendly of a contract for just as long of a time. He is probably not as good. Uh, Significantly less problematic. <laughs> well, in terms of like team stuff, yeah, because he like cut the jerseys. He, that was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. That was a psychopath move. Like that was a weird, weird move. That was ridiculous. I I will give you that, but that is the only instance of badness I've heard. Yeah, him. but like, come on, uh, I don't know. And but then whereas 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 Kluber on the other hand doesn't say a word. That's true. I mean, Kluber is certainly has no intangible question. The marks. consummate professional. Yes. Um. And, and, and yes, yeah, so while he probably has worse stuff than Sale did back then, he is, uh, you know, he has more of a, a history of durability. Yeah. Um, I think a lower, I mean, a higher floor. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, lower ceiling, higher floor. And if, and if we, I mean, the Red Sox gave up the number one prospect in baseball yeah. at the time. And, you know, he's been a mixed bag so far. I know you're more down to Lots of strikeouts. Yeah. Um, that said, like, that I mean, I'm not expecting the Indians to get the number one prospect in baseball, but I don't think a guy like Nick Senzel is far fetched for, for no. Kluber because 
Yeah, Kluber's been one. Kluber has been the best pitcher in baseball since 2014. Would you do Kluber for Bellinger straight up? No. You no, think I Kluber demands not. more? Yes. Interesting, because I think that's what the holdup is. I think this deal was on the verge of happening. Yeah. Like two days ago. Yeah. And Chernoff and Antonetti want want Bellinger. Interesting. I could see it. I and mean, they're working out a package for it. Bellinger is really good, and he can play outfield. Uh, he had a down year last year. And a nice lefty swing. He does have a nice lefty swing and a nice lefty ballpark for the Indians. Yep. That would be nice. Yep. Um, a lot of niceness. Yeah. <laughs> I still would be pro trading to the Reds just because uh, I like their prospects more. Uh, it, although yeah. I do really like Will Smith, and I think that would be awesome to get an, a, a really good catching prospect. Uh, you know, potentially a better catching prospect than Mejia. Uh, potentially. Yeah. I mean, he raked in double. Now, he is a bit more athletic, I think. Yeah. Um, Smith has an an already like a pretty nice track record of not catching. Yeah. So if you he wanted to, third. he played third as much as he caught. Yeah. So if you want to get him in the lineup, but not catching because you prefer Roberto Perez's defense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a good hitting catcher in the American League is so much more of a luxury. Yeah. Than a necessity because you have that extra batting spot. That's true. Which is why I think trading Jan Gomes to the, to the National League got, you know, maximized his value yeah. because you essentially are losing a lineup spot. You need a better hitting catcher in the National League. Yeah. Um, whereas in the American League, a catcher can sort of function as your pitcher offensively. If worse comes to worse, it's yeah. not ideal. But, but, but like, Roberto Perez has never gotten, like, his, like a steady playing time. And, uh, you know, we'll see how he does in that, in that role. Um, I also think we had a wealth of qu- catchers. We did, because of, Eric, of Eric, Eric Haas's emergence. And, I mean, Jan Gomes and Perez as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we have a wealth of starting pitching. That's why it makes sense. Yeah, uh, and, a, and a, a we are <laughs> below the poverty line in the outfield. Yeah, we are really bad in the outfield. So, I mean, that's why it would be nice to, to go to the Reds and get, like, a Senzel and a Winker. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if we did the, the, the Dodgers, we could do a Verdugo and a Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a Ruiz, a Kybert Ruiz is also a really strong prospect. Double A last year as a twenty-year-old, really impressive there. Uh, so would Verdugo Smith do it for you? I think Verdugo Smith and a third. Yeah, yeah, like a mid, like a mid-level guy. Yes, like a more of a a, 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 a flyer, like yeah, a like high like, guy. like their fifteen right. on the pipeline, right. something like that. Right. Yeah. I would like a maybe a Gavin Lux looks nice. <laughs> I like Gavin. <laughs> You've Lux been doing a some lot. research. I like that. I'm very into prospects these days. Yeah, I, I love researching prospects. Well, they're becoming more and more relevant because teams have sort of given up on overpaying old guys to do yeah. what young guys can do. It's like the next Moneyball. Yeah, almost. Which is just like believing in the fact that you have supremely talented young players in your organization yes. and, and allowing them to play instead of. Right. These older guys that put don't give you as much production. Yeah. And put money into the player development system and, and research that. How can we make our player Like, that is where the Astros are, like, the best. Like, they are notoriously good at developing starting pitching and, 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 and relief pitching. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because, like, supposedly their player development system with, like, technology is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. They, have, they have this guy, Josh James. I don't know if you saw him in the postseason last year. Uh, no. But he was, like, not on anyone's prospect list, completely out of nowhere, throws 100 with a ridiculous slider, came yeah. out of the kind nowhere. of The kind of guy that would be talked about 
all the time, like three or four years ago. Yeah. But now it's just sort of like maybe the norm almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and when he was in the Astros, he played in six games, including three as a starter, and he struck out 11.3 per nine innings, walked 2.74 per a nine. And 34th a, round pick. Yeah. Yeah. This past year in double A, he struck out 16 batters per nine innings. In triple A, he struck out 13 batters per nine innings. And this was a guy that wasn't even a prospect coming into yeah. the season. It's, it's come down to the point where, I mean, not it hasn't come down to the point. That's the wrong way to phrase it. Bullpen pitching has become so much more important, yeah, and so much more to the like to the. I mean, it's always been important, but in terms of outlook, it's it's now reached the sort of the forefront yeah. of you're no longer trying to make reliever starters. You're trying to make starters relievers. Yeah, and um, and the Indians have such a good rotation. Yeah, that even if we trade Kluber, I think there is an argument to be made. Uh, you know, converting some guys who are maybe iffy starting pitching prospects into relief pitchers. You st- you're still a starter short if you trade Kluber? I, are we? Yeah, you'd have four. Yeah, but we it, we could use Plutko as a bridge until we get to McKenzie. Yeah, and you think McKenzie's going to oh, hit the, the majors deal, in 19? M- end of 19, beginning of 20. Yeah. Uh, he's the real deal. I saw him pitch last year in double A, you know, sitting 93, 94. Getting up to 96. He's exciting, especially if he beefs up a little bit. Really impressive. And he hasn't yet. He's going to grow into himself. He's like, what, 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he, he was a stick when he was drafted. Yeah, and he still really is. And he's hugely – he's, like, really tall. He, yeah. he reminds me a bit of Chris Sale, actually, in terms of, like, his body. He's 6'5", 165. That's insane. Yeah. I'm six foot one nine. Yeah, I'm 5'8", <laughs> 170. <laughs> so just imagine me, like, four inches taller. And, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, imagine Williams asked to you and have him lose 55 pounds, and that's <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tristan McKenzie, he uh, was really good last year. And yeah. he had a 2.68 ERA in uh, in AA as a 20-year-old. Really impressive. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm hoping I'm hoping this Kluber trade happens. Yeah, me too. I I hope they don't trade Bauer. As much as I like him, I like Corey Kluber a lot. Yeah, it is going to get to the point where he is 33. Yeah. Um, he's had some back injury problems, yeah. which are always a little bit concerning. Yep. Um, so, uh, and Clayton Kershaw has had back problems yeah. as well. And you might need to sort of babysit a little bit more. Yeah. And that might not be the kind of thing that the Indians want to do. Um, they might not be in a position where they feel as though they can really sort of be so tender with a guy's workload. Well, because especially their bullpens. Yeah. Trash. Right. Um, so that's, a, you know, a, a concern. A 180 innings pitched cap. Yeah. For such a savvy team, it is surprising that they uh, let Kluber do that much, especially given his history in 2017. Mm-hmm. We let him repeat that le- workload level in 2018. Like, we could always use Plutko as a spot starter. Um and I'm, I'm excited about this year, too, because we'll have maybe Cody Anderson back. He could go out of the bullpen or be a spot starter. And we'll have Danny Salazar back, hopefully, out of the bullpen or a spot starter. I'm hoping he just commits to the bullpen. He's got two elite pitches. He would be an amazing, like, high-leverage situation relief pitcher. Yeah. He really, really would. Yeah, Corey Kluber's innings pitch have been 215. Last the season, 2017, he was at 203.2. 2016, he was at 215. 15, he was at 222. 14, he was at 235. I mean, this is a guy who's been worked 
a lot. And yeah. and you may maybe you have gotten the best out of him that you're going to get. Yeah. And if he's going to demand obviously hindsight will tell it will tell the tale here, but if you're gonna get someone to pay for him at his two thousand seventeen when maybe he's gonna look more like two thousand fifteen or sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um I think you have to jump on that. Yeah, his his value might never be higher. And yeah. it was the same with Gomes, by the way. Yeah. Gomes had rough twenty sixteen yep. seventeen. Yep. Good 2018, get rid of him. Uh, in the past, uh, since 2014, only one pitcher has thrown more innings, uh, Max Scherzer. And Max Scherzer's a freak. Yep, never <laughs> injured. Yeah, he's a freak. Uh, and I'm not just talking about his eyes. Which I'm are pretty scary. Talking. They are. They're awesome. I love I love Max Scherzer. That's he's kinda, a dog. It's kind of cool. He's great. I'd, like Scherzer was kind of okay for a while. I mean, good for him. Like Both Scherzer and Porcello were kind of like, Three and fours. Well, yeah. Scherzer always had the potential. Yeah. Because he's the stud. Yeah. But, yeah. He was a diamondback, and then he put it together as a tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been ridiculously good with the, the Nationals. He's he's at the point where, like, if he sustains this level of pitching for a couple more years, I think he is a pretty clear Hall of Fame candidate. Oh, I yeah. I mean, he's won three Cy Young. He Actually, he's, he should – I mean, I think if he retired – after next season, I think, yeah, you probably can't make that case yet. He needs a little more longevity, but he's close. He's yeah. really close. I mean, dom- dominant for yes. so long. Yes, and uh, he was a late kind of breakout guy, too, because he broke out in 2010, and he was uh, 26. So, wow. yeah, impressive. Yeah. Uh, number, you wanna, do you have any guesses of other uh, pitchers in the top 10 innings pitched since 2014? Oh. We got Max Scherzer, number one, Corey Kluber, number two. Number three has already come up by you. You just said his name. Uh, <laughs> what? His name. His last name sounds like a kind of mushroom or or like Italian food. Porcello, Rick Porcello. Oh, Rick Porcello. Yeah, you okay. just said him. Yeah, he, he's been a workhorse. Uh, number four, Zach Greinke. Five, Lester. Six, Verlander, which I, I'm surprised Verlander's not higher, honestly. Seven, Sale which is also kind of surprising. Eight, Quintana. Nine, Julio Tehran That's for the Braves. And number 10 is Chris Archer. So, yeah, you got a good, who's who. Good, good company. And, and Except Julio Tehran. He stinks. Yeah. <laughs> there's still something to be said. I mean, we talked about this when, when Alex was on with us. I think there's still something to be said about a guy who just goes out there and eats innings. Throws a lot. <laughs> oh, here's number. Number 15 is James Shields. Since 2014, he's been worth 3.7 war. He's been worth, worth less than a win per year. Big game, James. Big game, James. That guy's a douche. Yeah, I don't know why he forgot that name. He uh, he's never done anything wrong to me. He, I know nothing of his uh, if that he's like a bad person, but he just looks like a douche. Yeah, and, and wh- wh- the I feel like the big game James thing was always kind of ironic. Yeah, it's bullshit. I mean, my man never threw a very good. <laughs> he, he never pitched very well in big games. Yeah, I, I agree completely. He was good for the Rays. It's a nice little name, but uh, I don't know if it uh, really fits. Yeah, he's like he's like the Harold Baines of pitchers. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> the Harold Baines is a Hall of Famer, so let's not put that evil on us. Yeah, putting also, James Shields into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Harold Baines was not as good, but he was good for long. Yeah. yeah, 20 years. I just wanted to call back to Harold Baines. Yeah, I love it. Uh, uh, now uh, we've come full circle. Yes. Do you want to co- go to the NFL? Yeah, 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 we absolutely can. 
Um, the Browns. How about the Browns? I'm excited about the Browns. I can know. you you think you think there's you can't cross them off yet, and I, you I and I can cross them off. How? Why? What? What? What part of it? What? What part of it doesn't sell you? Just because, I I mean, just so much has to happen. Like sure. The the Browns are behind two teams in the division. But that's why I think it's so sen- it's so it's more realistic than any other situation like this because it's also consolidated. Like one one of the Ravens' two losses has to be to the Browns. So you kill two birds with one stone there. Yeah. Um Pittsburgh's not gonna lose to New Orleans and New England. So they have to they or have they to play beat, the Bengals. They have to beat Cincinnati week seventeen, which they most likely will. And when do they play the Patriots? Um week sixteen. Patriots might not have anything to play for. I they'll still I mean you're gonna bet you're gonna start your backups two two weeks in a row. Uh, I may all I'm saying is like the Steelers will have something to play for. They're not that far away though. I mean Miami seven and six, pa- the Patriots are are nine and four. Hey, that Miami game was hilarious. That Miami's, Miami game Miami was, stinks. Miami How are is, they still in this? Miami's fun. I they're like Miami. terrible. They I mean, are horrible. I think there's something to be said about a team that sticks with Ryan Tannehill for so long mm-hmm. that finally you're like, they're All idiots. Right, let's That's go. what's to be said about them. <laughs> I like Ryan Tannehill though. Why? I think he's pretty good. He just doesn't stay healthy. Is there? Do we have any proof that he's good? I mean, he's never been bad. We have no we we have we have more evidence to say that he's good than he's bad. I don't know if that's because, true. Uh, I think it's pretty true. I'm handing Benson a beer. Oh, my man. Because he finished. Yeah, we have a bomber here. We can talk about that. I have a. I bought a nice Belgian farmhouse, a Cezanne Dupont, which is a classic Belgian farmhouse ale. And then I bought uh, a sixer of uh, of Luna Lux, which is a Mad Tree Brew from Cincinnati. Shout out to my former home, you yeah. piece of shit. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. I'm a your big fan. Your football team sucks. Actually, your baseball team sucks too. God damn, is yeah. anything good in Cincinnati? Uh, Don't say Skyline Chili. Oh, Skyline Chili is great. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. And there's Geta. Are you familiar with Geta? No, I've never. It's had a it. breakfast meat. It's particular to Cincinnati. Interesting. Yeah, it's like a sausage, but they like put like David Geta. Exactly, except with an O instead of a U. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And it's like sausage, but it has like grain in it, and you and you fry it up. It's like little. It's like comes in a loaf, and you slice mm-hmm. it and fry it up, and it like pops on the. It's really good. It sounds good. Big fan. Yeah, Cincinnati. They know their food. Okay. Don't know their sports. Okay. Can we can we go back to this? Because if everything goes, I think the way that it's supposed to go. Yes. The Steelers are eight seven and one. Yeah. The Ravens are probably eight and eight. Okay. And the Browns are seven eight and one. So here's the thing. No, uh, like when we are thinking about games like that, we like eight games. Eight games need to go exactly the right way. Do you you agree with that? But eight games need to go, but only like three need to go as they they shouldn't. But even then, it's like, even if like a, the right team is favored, like. The chances, the chances, go down quickly once you once you factor in like s- several probabilities. Th- let me use a let me use a. Uh, a I an understand the, the probability of it not but happening. Th- but yeah. I'm just saying from a football standpoint, these these things, it's it's very possible. One of the reasons a walk is more sustainable, like you like leads to more like a walk 
As in a base on balls? Yes. Okay. In baseball. A walk is more um, predictive of future walks than a single is of future singles is because there are four events that need to take place over the course of a walk, and those took skill. Whereas for a single, there's only one event that needs to take place. Which Does also, that make sense? Which took skill. But it was, but it could be just a random uh, occurrence. But also took competence from another, another party, in that the pitcher probably needs to throw a strike in order for you to hit a single. That's true, um, but like just the fact that you can do a thing consistently and it takes four events to get it versus one event, it's like I don't know. It just makes it more probabilistically sound. Yeah, and it's it, it's like I don't see multiple events like shaping out exactly the way even if like the browns the way I'm it not needs suggesting to go. that i see yeah. it happening either i'm saying if the browns the browns do not control their own destiny no if they win out they'd have the same record as the steelers but they lose the tiebreaker yeah so Which what ha- needs to happen then is the steelers just need to lose another game they played so shitty in that second steelers game it was awful that was the hugh jackson departure game yeah they also played really shittily in the tampa bay game and the oakland game yeah and you got to think, what would have happened if we didn't have an idiot as our head coach? Yeah, we certainly would have beaten Oakland. Um, we should have gone – we should have hired Matt Nagy over the offseason. <laughs> yeah, Matt Nagy Because he had the Dorsey connection with Kansas City. Matt Nagy's probably coach of the year at this point. Probably. I, I don't know who else you'd give it to. Doing so much with so little. How, like, who else is even in the run? On paper, so little. I mean, they've done a really good job. Who, but g- tell me – give me another name. Who, who's, who else is even in the running for a coach of the year? Bill O'Brien. He was going to get fired when the season started. There's all the more reason. He then. stinks. The Texans aren't good. I am not I'm not a believer in the Texans. I if I bet money I would bet against them in the playoffs. Well, they'll be playing the Chiefs most likely. No, no. They'll be playing They're going to be the, the 3 seed, right? Yeah, they'll be playing the So they'll be playing the 6 seed in the first round, which Is that how be, that works? Yeah, 3 versus That's 6. That's right cuz they have first two get a bye. 5, yeah. Um yeah, yeah, so so they might win week one because they'll have to play like, you know, the the Ravens or something like that. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I don't think Baltimore makes it. Who's the sixth seed then? Who's your six? Let's actually let's go through. Let's go through both conferences. Sure, the conference right now looks like Chiefs one, Patriots two. Wait, but give me give me your final predictions. I don't care what it looks like. Oh, now. give me your um, final. Predictions. I think Chiefs one, Patriots two, and this is in the AFC. Yeah. I think the Steelers win the division, but they'll be the four because they're the worst. Of the two, I do or think. At least take the worst record. Yeah, of the two, of the three and the four, um, I th- I do think the Texans will pull this out. Yeah, win the even s- though I'm rooting for the Colts. Win the South, and then there, I think I'm looking at Chargers, obviously. Yes. And I think Tennessee might have something going. Interesting. You know where I, l- I stand on this. Yes. I think Colts. The Colts over the Titans. Yes. And that's really the only variance. I, yeah. I think that's fair. Um, the Colts, the, the Titans just have a little bit more of a deviation in that they can either dominate a game yeah. or be dominated. And there's a, a chance that they dominate two of the next three. Yeah. And finish nine and seven and, and get in there. The Titans are weird. The They're Titans are yeah. very weird. And I don't like them. They, I mean. I kind of like them. You I, like <laughs> I do. They just no. They just destroyed the Jaguars. They yeah. The Jaguars suck though. I don't understand what the Col- happened to the Colts. But they ran all over the Jaguars' defense, which was now getting better against the run. 
Yeah. Derrick Henry had 11 carries for 243 yards and yeah. four touchdowns. Well, let's not forget that he, you know, straight up, like, grabbed someone by the face mask and threw him to the ground. That is So take away the 99 yards on that run. He yep. had 10 carries for 140 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I think – see, the t- – uh, so – the Colts, the Dolphins, and the Titans are all very beatable. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it really matters because I think they lose first round anyway. Um, but the Titans, the Titans were the sixth seed last year, and they won the first round. They beat the they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, that's true. And they true. got smoked by the Patriots. But, like, that any given Sunday thing in the playoffs really kind of starts to happen. Okay, so you think Colts over Titans. I, I, yeah. I think that's fair. The, the top five are pretty locked up unless the Browns unless win that the, division. Unless the Ravens. Don't think the Ravens win the division. I think the Ravens have a better chance than the Browns. That's fair because they have a better record. Exactly. But they're going to lose to the Browns week 17. I, I hope you're right. I firmly believe that, and I, they will lose to the Chargers. I hope you're right. I mean, they looked really good against the Chiefs this past week. I thought they looked really good. Um, I think they're going to go back to Flacco uh, for it, better do or we worse. N- do we know what's going on with the injury to uh, Lamar? Uh, Any idea? Is no, I know. All I know, he was out. Was out for the last uh, couple plays. Joe Flacco was expected to be active versus the Buccaneers, so he's healthy. Uh, so let's see. Baltimore Ravens. Harbaugh says, "Quote: There's a plan." Okay, well that's bullshit. You know who else said there was a plan? Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> um. For better or worse, I think they're going to go back to Flacco, and that might—that's for worse. That might put. I a mean, cap. it's for better for the Browns. That might put a cap on their success. Uh, Lamar Jackson still like watching him. It reminds me a lot of Tebow when he was with the Broncos. He's better thrower than Tebow, marginally. Um, but I, I'm, I'm talking about in terms of tendencies, in terms of like internal clock. Yeah. Like, I was texting you guys during the uh, the final drive of that game, and it was yeah. like second and eighteen. Lamar Jackson takes a three-step drop and immediately tucks and looks to run. Yeah. Like, there's no way that, 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 that that's a designed run on second and 18 for right. your quarterback. Right, right, right. That's um, fair. I mean, it was very we, – we don't know it. Like, one of the hard things about football as a spectator to me is, like, we know so little. Like, sure, every play call has, like, blocking schemes. I think it's they, really fun, though, because then you get to go back and you look and you see what happened. But, like, part of my problem is, like, I, I don't think we are – like, I baseball is so easy to understand. Like, baseball, there's, there's strategy it's to it. pretty black and white. Yeah, but the, and the rules are simple, and there are no judgment calls. There are no penalties. Uh, there are no plays. In football, it's like there are penalties that are called that shouldn't be. There are penalties that should co- be called that aren't. There are plays yeah. on both teams – by both teams on every side. So, like – you know, two plays might look identical, but have completely different blocking schemes uh, based on, like, the defensive personnel. And, like, we have no clue about what goes into that. I don't know. I just think, like, perhaps for that Lamar Jackson run, he had, like, one read. And he was, like, told, you have one read. If yeah. it is not open, you're running the ball. Maybe. So they that's all I'm saying. But and And that's the kind of thing we can't know as football fans. But if that's the case, that kind of shows a lack of faith in your quarterback's processing abilities. Or a f- complete faith in his running abilities, maybe. But they 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 kind of bottled him up. I mean, he didn't he didn't run that well that game. Yeah, that's true. And and looking at, at at sort of what he's been able to do, it does sort of look a little bit like improv, which is great. Yeah. Um. But eventually I'm, you'll get a you'll get a beat on it. I mean, he's such a threat 
with the legs. He's, and he's so a, athletic. And he's enough of a threat with the arm yeah. that, I mean, he makes everyone in the backfield better. Yeah. Like Gus Edwards, if you put Gus Edwards on the Browns, he is a schmuck. Yeah. You know, he runs 12 times for 10 yards every game. Uh, or Kenneth Dixon, same deal. Uh, but, you know, with Lamar Jackson, with that, like, potential for misdirection, with the t- potential for, like, a bunch of jet sweeps or yeah. naked bootlegs or play-action passes and rollouts and all that, you just – the playbook is so open with him. I think a smart a smart defense shuts him down. Yeah. And I he's mean, played the Bengals, probably the dumbest defense. Yeah, they suck. The Raiders, yeah, also terrible. Yep. And the Chiefs, Chiefs shut him down. Terrible. Chiefs – didn't really shut him. I they mean, scored 21 points. Yeah. Well, I mean, them sco- they scored 21 points. That's pretty decent. I, the Chiefs give up like 30. That's true. The Chiefs also can't stop their run. That is I'm, true. I'm Actually, I know we shouldn't talk about fantasy, but I'm debating whether or not I, uh, I, I want to start the, that Justin Jackson dude for the Chargers this week because oh. he's going to start. He's playing the, he's and he's playing the Chiefs, the Chiefs yeah. Fantasy playoffs, it's a big move. That is a, that is a bold move. Yeah. But he's, he's a good runner. I it's mean, either what, him what or, I've seen from him. Yeah, it's either him or Kenny Galladay. And Galladay, I mean, the Lions are just complete shit. Well, since they traded Golden Tate, Galladay yeah. has gotten a lot more attention. Right, and he Patrick Peterson this past week is Trey Davis White for the Bills, who's been like a lone bright spot for the Bills this year. Yeah, but the Bills got torched on Sunday by Who'd Darnold and the Jets. Oh, did they? Darnold's been doing really great things against really good pass defenses, okay. and then awful against like mediocre ones yeah the only exception is the browns because they're so good on pass defense and he did badly he did badly i'm also joking that's because (laughs) but he didn't do that badly they only were bad when he stopped throwing screen passes (laughs) that's fair i i'm still a darnold believer i Um, am too but i cannot imagine even not being baker's better i was such a baker mayfield person can you imagine if baker went to the jets and was doing what he was doing and we took darnold at number one yeah I mean anarchy. Yeah. I mean Yeah, you're right. He I, was I, I, he I, was I, he was the most pro ready. He was the pro quarterback. Yeah, you've been saying that this whole time and credit where credit's due. Uh yeah, you were right. No, on I'm money. saying I'm saying Darnold. I'm oh, putting Darnold. it in, in, oh, air putting quotes, in air quotes was like the guy to come in and like play play was quarterback. He? I thought Rosen was more like the game ready guy. But Rosen was really bad in the red zone in college. Interesting. I think that was one thing that people were like which is what I mean. Which is what Baker's so good at. I really like Rosen simply because he's like eleven for twenty six every game, but then somehow leads like this fourth quarter comeback and makes it close. Yeah, I I enjoy also that. very Tebow esque, <laughs> <laughs> but just in the passing line. Yeah, except he is not the chosen one. He is of the chosen people. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's one of my people. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Josh Rosen too as a prospect. We got the best guy. Yeah, on and off the field. Yeah, um, Baker's great. Love him. He's born dangerous. Um, very excited to go into an off season with a quarterback. Yeah, for the first How time. How about that? Maybe in my lifetime. Uh, let's Derek see. Anderson, two thousand eight and two thousand. He was we good. He was going to be great. And he yeah, was. he was bad. Uh, Kelly Holcomb. I was. We used to think he was good. Like. Seven. That was that was pre my Browns fandom. Gotcha. That was that was probably my second year of going to games. Yeah. And how about all this junk about Josh Allen and his strong arm at the <laughs> combine, and he's running for a hundred yards. Yeah. His best his best uh, asset is his is legs, his legs. Right now, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um. And 
The Bills uh, should. I don't understand how they have four wins. It's nuts to me. Well, they won a game against Carolina nine six. They beat Carolina. Mm, no, they beat Tennessee 12-9. Okay. okay. Um, it was horrible because that was the I, I was in a, a pick em pool. Yeah, I picked the Titans that weekend. <laughs> it was heartbreaking. Classic. Um, Titans suck. Well, the Titans. That's why I'm so, I'm so mad about them. Yeah, I don't like, know why you picked them to be your six seed in the AFC. Well, because they're not that bad. They, they are bad. Mariota's bad. Mariota is bad. I'll be curious to see what they do with the quarterback position. Yeah, me too. Do they they're bail? St- I think they're stuck with him. It's like Dak down in uh, Dallas. Except Dak's not kind of showing he's worth something. Dak's better than Mariota, but I don't think Dak's all that great. I don't think Dak's all that great either, but, man, they were like, well, he's done, and it appears he's not. Let's uh, Let's go to the NFC. Yeah, so the NFC I think is maybe a little bit more cut and dry. Um, Number one seed? New Orleans Saints. Saints, because they beat the Rams. Yes. And the Rams look vulnerable. They just lost to the Bears. Yes. Um, yeah. In a really ugly game. Yeah, that game sucked. Um, Rams are the two. Uh, Vikings would be, I mean, I'm sorry, the Bears Not would be the three. Seed. Yeah. Vikings would be the six. Well, oh, wait, hold on. Get to four. Get to oh, four. I'm sorry. It's just the way that the NFL.com's formatted. It's weird. Gotcha. Cowboys are the four. Yeah, for sure. Seahawks, the five. Yep. And um, Vikings would be the six. That's yeah. Six, six, and one. Carolina, six and seven. Eagles, six and seven. Redskins, out of it. Redskins can't. But are six and seven. Uh, Packers, five, seven, and one. Yeah, the crazy thing is, like, the Vikings aren't good. No, they're bad. They, they're terrible offensively. You know who's bad? Kirk Cousins. Agreed. 100%. He's terrible. I. So, I mean, so overrated. The crazy thing is, I thought he, he was pretty decent for Washington back in the day. He's doing this. He has the same numbers. He was terrible against uh, against uh, Seattle yeah. yesterday. He has the same numbers that he put up in, in, in Washington. That though. blows my mind. Yeah. Because I, I enjoyed watching him in Washington, but he was, he was hard to watch yesterday. It was so bad. And, like, on paper, he should be so much better. Yeah. You have so many more weapons in Minnesota. He can't handle pressure. Like, you know, the, the, the Seahawks were getting pressure on him, and he was running for his life, not looking down the field at all. Yeah. For some reason, he ran all the way to the sideline before throwing it away. There's no reason for him to do that. He should just throw it away because he is not – like, he's not trying to make a play. Right. He is running for and his that, life. I, I saw that play. It was in, like, third and 12. He, he did it, like, four or five times. <laughs> but, like, on a play where you're just, like, just, you know, eat it, you know, whatever. Throw it, it away. You don't have to – like <clears> – Yeah. Yeah. He's bad. He's bad. Um, um, but still probably, like, not bad enough where you have to look elsewhere. Yeah. I think he's going to be their quarterback next year. I mean, he kind of has to be, right? How I long is it? It's like three years, 90 million or something. Well, they, I mean, is that guaranteed? No. Well, I doubt what's guaranteed? Like, how much is guaranteed to him? Because he's definitely signed for like six years or something. I thought it was only, th- I thought it was, I thought it was only three, but Let's I see. could be wrong. Kirk Cousins' contract. Let's, uh, yeah, I mean, they finally have their pass rush back. Like, uh, Daniel Hunter is good and Everson Griffin's good. Um, yeah, but I and their defense actually looked pretty good yesterday. A fully like, guaranteed three year, eighty four million dollar wow. deal. And then how much is not guaranteed? I think that's it. Okay, um, that was the deal. Yeah the the Seahawks did not look great yesterday. Nope. The Seahawks were supposed to be one of my favorite NFL analysts, Benjamin Albright on Twitter. You should all follow him because he's a genius. He got me onto Baker Mayfield. Yeah. He was like, I'm looking at all these quarterbacks, and as much as it, it it 
you know, he wasn't like a person who was like, I'm a Baker Mayfield guy, and thus I think he's really good. Yeah. It was more of a, I watched film objectively on all these four guys, and I'm like, Baker Mayfield's the best quarterback in this draft. Yeah. And he kept sort of going on with it and kept adding, oh, beautiful, <laughs> sweet music. Um, <laughs> and he kept he kept on with that. So I, I my Baker Mayfield takes are um, owed to him. And um, uh, he thought the Seahawks would have the number one overall pick this year. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, you got Russ Wilson, and you had a undrafted rookie free agent, Chris Carson. Yep. Um, oh, no, he wasn't undrafted. Was he, he was not? like he was like fifth from the last pick. I was just looking at his because uh, I was because we were discussing in jo- excuse me Njoku and Kittle. Oh yeah, earlier today, and so I was looking through that draft. That's right, and he's like fifth to last yeah, or something. Two fifty nine. Yeah, um, two forty nine rather. Um, and you know Doug Baldwin. Uh, <laughs> I know? I like Doug Baldwin. I think he's good, but uh, I mean yeah. I. I He's the and only – and they have Tyler Lockett and uh, some random t- – Nick Vanette. Yeah, and somebody um, – And some they lost all their defense. And Yeah, and on, on, on Twitter, the f- opening night for the Seahawks, someone took a picture of, like, the ESPN broadcast showing the um, Seahawks starting defense. Yeah. And it was like, when you let Madden sim your offseason. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had, funny. like, Barkevious Mingo – and like Shaquem Griffin, who like awesome story, but he's, I mean, having a really tough time in the pros. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> you know, it's like it was like a team of backups. Yeah, and somehow their defense is good. It's yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is about Bobby Seattle. Wagner's good. I don't know what it is about Seattle, but they're. Did you see? Some did you see the blocked kick yesterday? Yes. That was that was not legal, right? You I can't don't ju- think so. You can't jump over it. The you line. can't. You can't climb it. Okay, but you can't like touch them. You can't like you can't like jump on them. Yeah, it's called yeah, right. You um, can't even like press your hands I, into them. Right. It looked pretty illegal to me. Which is why I'm saying like it you can't climb it, but it kinda looked like he just kinda hurtled the guy when you right. blocked the kick. Um, I don't know. I think I also to hate the Seahawks, so I'm biased against them. Oh, okay. Um I'm a little tired of the Seahawks. Like yeah. they were kinda fun originally. Um but credit where it's due, they were supposed to be really bad. Yeah. And they are not. I don't like Pete Carroll. Yeah, I think, he's, I, think he's, right. I think he's kind of a phony. You, he got in a lot of trouble with USC, and then once USC's got their sanctions and whatever, he just, like, jumped ship, which, like, I get it, career move, whatever, and it's worked for him, but, like, don't talk up this big game about how, like, this college means so much to you, and you're, like, helping, like, kids who are impoverished, like, get off the streets and all that, and then, like, immediately sell out yeah. once you, like, hit the sh- – once shit hits the fan. That's – that's like really what I don't like about him. That's uh, that's what Urban Meyer did as well in yeah. Florida. And I don't like Urban Meyer. Um, and he's gone. He's out of our lives. Yeah, for now. Until eight months later, he's suddenly rejuvenated and healthy again. Yeah. And he's going to be coaching like Youngstown State or something. <laughs> no, University of Toledo. Yeah, the um, Rockets. Yeah, and they'll be a, a, a they'll be a powerhouse. Dude, uh, speaking of the Rockets, sorry. Uh, do you ever play NCAA football for like the GameCube? Yeah. Or, like, oh yeah. Those games are so fun, and part of the reason I can't it was believe fun that they uh, is they just continued it. It's yeah. bullshit. But anyway, those games were a blast because you could like take over like the Toledo Rockets and yeah. make them into like a perennial powerhouse. I always do like the like the UTEP Roadrunners. Yeah. yeah, Ohio Bobcats. Yeah, really fun, really yeah. fun games. Yeah. Um, anyway, say what you're gonna say. I just and, if, to say that. and I think like NCAA 
fourteen for the Xbox three sixty sells for like fifty bucks on eBay. Yeah, well, it was, that, I think the last year they made it was like when Denard Robinson was Michigan's I was, quarterback. I think, was, I think it was fourteen. Yeah. yeah, he was a beast. Um, so in the NFC, you have pretty much one spot up for grabs. Both of these are pretty are pretty cut and dry. Um, after this past week, who's the five seed in the NFC again? Um, Seattle. Right, and they're making it. At and this then point. the Cowboys are are on top of the East. All right, here is a bold prediction, and it, I, I get that it's bold. Eagles pass them? Packers. The Packers are going to be your sixth seed. Yes. Everyone else stays where they are. Yes. It's not the very The Mike mccarthy list Packers exactly. are 5-7-1. and one. Yes. They, they have need to the win same out. amount of losses as the Panthers. They have one... They have one more loss than the Vikings and one less win. Yes. So they're a game behind the Vikings. Yes. I don't think they have a game left to play. Uh, wait, did Who won that second game? It was the Vikings. The Vikings did, won. Okay, so they don't have the tiebreaker. But, like, the sixth seed in the NFC is such, like, a mediocre thing that I think there is an opportunity for a team that is not all that close, i.e. the Packers, to get hot. You have I think – Sorry, I ahead. mean, Joe Philbin's a piece of shit, but he's not Mike McCarthy, and, like, change is good, as evidenced by the Browns. Like, I don't like Greg Williams, but I think, you know, addition by subtraction when you've got a problem head coach is, is a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't – it makes no sense, but I have uh, – that's kind of my, my pick. We I, will find out if you're right, I think, on Sunday. In Rodgers, I trust. Because they play the Bears. Right. And if they win that game – they have the Jets and Lions. Yeah, and they beat the Bears in week one. Yes, they did. With the Rodgers on one leg. Um, I believe they're playing in Chicago this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will – because if they lose to the Bears, then you're hoping that 7-8-1 and one gets you in, and I don't think it does. Yeah. Well, but I'll tell you what, I would not want to be – I would not want to be facing the the Packers in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. As a six seed. I – here – I mean – that's sick. I mean, Vikings are not good. The Panthers are shit. The, the Panthers look in disarray. The Redskins, awful. They just got destroyed by the Giants. Uh, and and, 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 who's and the Philly. Philly does not look good either. So The Vikings have the Dolphins, Viking, I mean, the Dolphins, Lions, and Bears. I think there's the, one win the, in there. The Eagles do? The Vikings do. Oh, the Vikings do. Say I, that, I say I, that, the say Dolphins on Sunday. The yeah. Viking, I mean the Lions, and then the Bears. You're saying they beat the Lions and they lose to the Dolphins and the Bears. Yes. Okay. Um, I think this coming week is a is is the season for them because I think I agree with the other two, but um, I don't think the Dolphins are very good either. So okay. we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, but if they lose this week, I don't see any of the other teams besides the Packers doing anything. I think the Packers are the only team that's kind of maybe on the upswing. Yeah, because um, the Eagles have it rough, too. They play uh, the Rams on Sunday night. They're going to lose. Then they play the Texans the next week. They're going to lose. And then they play the Redskins week 17. They're going to win. So they might finish 7-9. and nine. Yeah. And they're going to need a lot of help. Yeah. So you think it's you think it's the you think it's the Packers. I You've talked me into it. I mean, they have the best schedule. They have, they yeah. have the friendliest schedule ahead. They have two wins Other in the schedule. Bears. Other than the Bears, they have two wins in the schedule. Yeah. So they would finish at. That would still be put. That would still put them at seven, eight, and one. If they won out. No. No, they'd be eight. They'd seven be eight, and seven, and one if they won out. Yeah. They have two they have wins left on the schedule. They, they have, have to win out. Uh, but if they win out, I think they make it. But if they don't win out, I'm not sure the Vikings make it either. I don't know. I do not know who gets that. Yeah. Seed. The the NFC is so mediocre right now. 
at, at least at that six seed spot. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure there are six playoff-worthy teams in yeah. the NFC. The other interesting thing is this year, more than any year, it feels like any team could beat any other team. Like I love that. The first time it happened was when the Bills beat the Vikings, and you're like, holy shit, In Minnesota, they destroyed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I like the Cowboys. I think they're good. They're yeah. not better than the Saints. No. And they beat and they and they beat the Saints. Um, and, and the Rams. I the Bears are not better than the Rams, but they beat the Rams. I mean, it's just I, I don't know. Anything can happen this year. It's the, weird. The Bears are just really ob- obnoxious because they're not great yeah. offensively. Mitch the bitch, sucks. but they're maybe good enough, and then. Defensively, they'll stop you. Yeah. Rams yeah. scored six points. Yeah. They shut down Gurley. Offense was at a standstill. I hope they play again in the in the playoffs because I would be shocked if McVay doesn't come out with some sort of, like, you know, adjustment that, like, destroys yeah. the Bears. Yeah. I mean, I would be, too. I, I also hate the Bears. The NFC playoffs, while maybe a little bit worse talent-wise or, like, you know, in terms of quality of teams, might be the more interesting. Yeah, I agree. Bracket. And you know, my other hot take right now. What's that? Are the are the Chargers the best team in the AFC? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have no doubt of that. Yeah. Um. They had a bad loss to Denver, an unlucky loss to Denver. Yeah. And that's really it. I'm very curious. I am kind of annoyed that this that their game this week's on a Thursday because. I don't think it's a Thursday game is really a true they test. Know. I hate Thursday games. I know. I get why they exist, but they need to go away. They really They do. need to be they need to stop after week 11 and they need to be two teams coming off of a bye. Yeah. Yeah. They cuz they're just they fuck over a team. Like they they, they really do. I mean, seasons have cha- there have been a few seasons that have changed this year because of Thursday yeah. night games. Pittsburgh is not weird, fluky Thursday yeah. night games. Pittsburgh is not, you know, thirty-seven points better than Carolina. No. They're not. They're not. Nope. Um, yeah. I mean, and 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 Thursday game, the the Cowboys are not better than the than the Saints. Nope. I mean, and the, this is off the top of my head. I'm not looking at, and I and I probably watched maybe a third of the Thursday what games I, this year. In 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 some capacities, though, it's kind of nice that this is a Chargers Chiefs game, because it lets them sort of control everything. Like the Chargers are going to have a weird week, and the Chiefs are going to have a weird week, because they're both playing on Thursday night, instead of like the Chargers playing on Thursday night against the Browns, and the Browns beat them or something. Sure. Like that. Yeah. And the Chiefs I play like the Jets. You know. Okay. Like I that. agree with that. If if one of them or has the to do Raiders. it, it's nice that both of them have to do it. Uh, but I still hate Thursday games. Oh, I do too. But I'm saying for the Chargers, from the Chargers' perspective, it's nice that they were they are also playing the Chiefs, who will also be coming off of a strange week. Yeah, where they sort of barely snuck by that Baltimore team. Yeah, um, yeah. I think now that Kareem Hunt's gone. Um, yeah, as he should be. Where was good? Where was fine? Where was fifteen fine. for seventy five? Yeah, he's not Kareem Hunt. Nope. Kareem uh, Hunt's very good. Yeah, I mean that's a they're that's gonna a, miss him. They are gonna miss him, and uh, and the defense is just so bad. I mean the offense can outscore pretty much any team in the league, and that's why I think the the Chargers are better because the Chargers defense is so much better. Chargers defense is much better, and the offense isn't that is, much worse. Is comparable. Yeah, isn't at, at worst. They're worse. They're worse. Com- I said comparable at worst. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I agree. They're 
but they're definitely worse. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Mahomes is uh, he's real fun to watch. I don't know how many like Chiefs games you've sat down and watched this year. I've watched a few. I I'm curious to see how Mahomes ages, because he's doing shit like NFL Street Two style, <laughs> and I I just don't know how long that that la- like when does the left-handed pass get intercepted? Yeah, I when, mean, when does when does this no look like sidearm, you know, basically like between his legs pass? Like when does he not see a linebacker sitting right there to catch it? Yeah, this maybe he maybe that never happens, but stuff like that that's just so unprecedented, not just in terms of like numeric ability. I mean, new, like the the, the stats of it, sure. Just like the eye test things, these yeah. things that are he's like, yeah, he's throwing passes left hand. Like we saw. Brandon Whedon try and throw a 30-yard shovel pass that got picked off. But, like, that's the kind of thing that Mahomes would, like, Tyreek Hill catches and scores for a touchdown. And yeah. It's a great play. I mean, he has a great – like, his his fourth and nine that he, like, threw across <laughs> the body. That's and like really – yeah, that's Tyree what I'm talking Hill. about where he yeah. was, like Ty- – And Tyreek Hill, like, made a nice catch coming back towards the ball. Um, yeah, that was definitely Tyreek Hill making it. And there was a play. funny meme where it was a picture of Mahomes throwing and it said, fuck it, Tyreek out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> he, just, he just throws a bomb yeah, that's and great. expects Tyreek Hill's like 4-2-2 speed to be out there somewhere and catch it. I think it usually uh, is. Yeah. I think, I think there's something to be said about baseball players playing football. I think baseball players make good quarterbacks. I, I like, yeah. I mean, Pat Mahomes, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Jared Goff. Johnny Manziel. No, <laughs> he did get drafted. Um, yeah, I, I I, mean, I think baseball players have, like, the, uh, this is my own personal bias, mm-hmm. but I think in terms of just skill, not athletic ability, but, like, skill. Like, literally the ability to throw the ball. Hand-eye coordination and, like, physical skills. I think baseball is, like, the most impressive. Interesting. Um, and I think baseball. Well, hitting a, hitting a baseball is Hitting a baseball, throwing a baseball really hard. Skill, yeah. I mean, like. I think the skills that are in baseball, if you're really good at them, you're probably going to be really good at the skills as a quarterback or as a basketball player. Yeah, and the 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 carryover of like what to do with the ball every play. Yeah, especially to a quarterback, it does carry over. Now, a quarterback has much more they're they're responsible for. Yeah, but even like at a young age, I could imagine like from a being a baseball player and you're playing third base and there's runners on first and third. Yeah, knowing before the ball's put in play right. where you would go with it if it went to you. Yeah. prepares you now because when you're the quarterback, it's coming to you every time. Right. Or how about a pitcher, like, having to know each batter, what happened last time they were up, how they like to hit, yeah. that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. Mahomes, I saw a, a, a video of him, like, throwing, like, a complete game two-hitter, like, striking out 16 in high school yeah. or something like that. It was awesome. And I was like, of course he was a beast of a pitcher because the dude has the best arm as a, any of any quarterback by far. Yeah. And, and he knows – What's going on in every play? He's smart. He's cerebral. That's a pitcher. He is a pitcher yeah. playing quarterback. And I don't know. I just I'm very I feel very personally validated by the fact that uh, the son of a baseball play, uh, the son of a major league pitcher who grew up playing baseball and football is the best quarterback in the NFL this year. Yeah, and I, I feel wonder. feel great about that. Um, are you happy? I'll finish with with a Browns question. Are you happy with Baker Ward? And Garrett, or would you rather have Mahomes and Saquon Barkley? <laughs> um, I mean, would I rather have Mahomes than Baker? Straight up, I would. Um, sure. Would I mean the Saquon thing's tough because I 
I am, but I'm a bigger Saquon fan than you. I know uh, you're just a bigger. Uh, Saquon has done a great job as a running back, but we sh- we just see how much that matters. Yeah, actually, the the Giants look pretty good. To be honest with you, I mean, Eli stinks. Eli started to throw a little bit better. Yeah, that's what that's what's happened. I mean, o- and, uh, honestly, that's what. I mean, started. Odell was out last week though, and 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 Saquon ran fourteen times for one hundred seventy yards and a touchdown last yeah. week. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I'm, but he's done. He's done that all season. Yeah, he's been great. So what I'm saying is, what's happened is they've been better because Eli started throwing the ball better. Uh, that's fair. I. Okay, I think I'd rather have. Uh, Mahomes and Saquon, because I think together they are pretty unstoppable offensively. Uh, that would be awesome. I want to see that team that has Mahomes yeah, that's like and Saquon. A, a Madden ultimate team. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, but I am by no means upset about where the Browns are, and I think they have by far the most talent of my lifetime. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Garrett's amazing. Ogunjobi's amazing. We need uh, one more. Ogba's really good. We need one more guy in the defensive That'd line. It's going to be a defensive line of doom. Yeah. And that's going to be really fun. Trade up for Nick Bosa? No. I do not want the alt-right end on my team. Is he Is he that guy? He's that guy. Uh, okay. Well, um, yeah. It wouldn't go well on an <coughs> NFL team anyway. Like, I mean, that, in baseball, and there are a lot of guys like that, I feel like. Yeah. In football, they're not. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, he'd win his teammates over by playing well. Yeah, um, but do not trade off for Nick Bosa. I think you need an interior lineman. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm very happy where the Browns are. I, I and you know, I was, I actually we were talking about Kittle versus Njoku earlier today. We were. And uh, you know, I think Kittle is has been the more impressive player. I I see why you like Njoku, and I really like Njoku. He's younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't that <laughs> a weird feeling? I'm yes. I'm over it at this. It point. It was weird, especially when Deshaun Kaiser was the starting quarterback for the Browns, and he was six year, six months younger than me. Yeah. I'm. That was the I, first time, really, where I was like, this is weird. After Juan Soto uh, came up in the major leagues, and he's five years younger than me, I'm over it. Yeah. It's just the way it is at this now point. You're, now you're old and We're washed, washed up. Yeah. Yeah. Here oh, we are well. just sitting there uh, evaluating athletes while we drink beer. And <laughs> That's right. Evaluating athletes for fun. We're not getting yeah. paid to do oh, no, We're no, just no. sitting here not making money and getting fat but, um, talking about sports. Mad Tree Brewery, sponsor of the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This episode's brought to you by Mad Tree, Luna Lux. Uh, it's, uh, it's a white IPA. Very it's brewed good. with coriander and lemon peel. It's got a nice white can. It's uh, a crisp. It, yeah, and if you like IPAs but maybe don't want to get hammered on them, it's only 6% alcohol by volume. So sure. that's, uh, that's pretty nice. And it, as far as IPAs go, not super not super hoppy and bitter. It's got a, it's got a yeah. nice crisp. No, it's, it's very drinkable. Yeah, almost weedy. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's yeah. good. Can't recommend it enough. Yeah, that's right. Mad Tree, we can't recommend you enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we dog on your sports teams. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what's weird is I've been hearing a lot of Mad Tree um, – like, uh, if you listen to the Indians on the radio, Mad Tree sponsors. Like, they're the official beer of the Cleveland Indians, which oh. is fucked up. Yeah. It is weird. Also, Montgomery Inn's the official barbecue sauce of the Cleveland Indians. So, who's that fucked up on behalf of? Is that fucked the up for Indians. the Indians? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pick a fucking... There are a million yeah. breweries in Cleveland. Good ones, too. Yeah. Pick a goddamn Cleveland Good brewery, ones. you asshole. That's true. Come on, Dolan. It's a, it's a little kind of messed up for Mad Tree to... A Cincinnati-based brewery to be sponsoring the... But I bet they also sponsor the Reds. Yeah. Yeah. As well, they should. And they'll sponsor Welcome Distractions within, within a week. That's I'll right. I'll be getting an email. Also, Madry, awesome place. If you're ever down in Cincy, you should absolutely go to Madry. I've is, only driven 
I've been in Cincinnati for like a few days because of the hawk and baseball trip. Right. And I visited yep, UC. Classic. Um, for college visits. Yeah. 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 Uh, my time there has been pretty pretty minimal. Yeah, my time there was predominantly positive, mm-hmm. although there's some lasting bitterness um, for for several reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, but mad dr- the the beer scene is not one of them. Cincinnati has a great beer scene. This is uh, the beer podcast, apparently. Yeah, now. the beer, wings, beer, sports. <laughs> hey, Buffalo Wild Wings, sponsor. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um, yeah I, there's, there's a lot to talk about sports-wise, and there's also very little to talk about um, because there's, you know, a three-team sort of rotation for that last spot in the playoffs yeah. that um, will likely lose to whoever's there. Yeah. Um, but you, Especially know, the you never know. And whoever, the, if they, even if they get past that first round, they're going to lose to Kansas City. Yep. Um, but or they're going to lose to uh, or they're gonna lose to New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's that's fine. That's fun. Um, I think that And we say that now? I think the playoffs are actually going to be pretty great. Yeah. Um, we say NFL's that now. The NFL is fairly top-heavy with those three teams at 11-2. and two, But, like, the Patriots are 9-4. and four. Like, that's... The Patriots look vulnerable. That's okay. But, like, they could finish 10-6, and six, and that's... You know, ten and six looks a lot better than nine and seven, but it's just one game difference. Yeah, true. I, I you know, I mean, we say that the NFL's top top heavy, and it is. Giants have won two Super Bowls as the six seed. Didn't the the Steelers have won as a six seed? Anything's possible. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm really looking forward to it. And the next time we talk sports, will probably be during the NFL playoffs. Yeah, and um, I mean, I'm looking at like. Even the bottom of the barrel. I mean, the worst team in the NFL is uh, San Francisco, and they have three wins. They just kicked Denver's ass. In fact. Yeah, and and they're getting Jimmy G back. Yeah. So they're gonna have Jimmy G back, and they're gonna have. I mean, George Kittle. Yeah. Best wider, best tight end in the NFL. I don't know about that. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> Travis Kelsey's way better. I'm gonna be very, I'll be very curious to see what George Kittle ends up being, with, because like I think we've seen bad teams have really good tight ends before. Especially like here in Cleveland, we've had Gary Barnage, who was like a Pro Bowl tight end, and then once we got kind of good, he became pretty obsolete. We had another one before that who was good. Uh, Jordan Cameron. We had another one too. Uh, Callan Winslow. No, we had another one. Uh, Scott. Scott something. This is tough. I don't know. I Uh-oh. feel like I know my Uh-oh. Browns Uh-oh. trivia pretty yeah, well. Yeah, me too. Who is this guy? Scott. Uh, I I might be making this up. To be perfectly honest with you, I think you're talking about Gary Barnage. I don't think I am. Okay, it's not Scott. It's not Scott. Um, Just keep talking for a sec. Um, you yeah, can do so this. So, um, I'm sorry. So there are there's the yeah the bottom of the barrel. There are two teams with three wins, and then there's one. Oh, we two, had Benjamin three, Watson four, for a while. Five, five teams with four wins. Like the NFL could be at its most balanced next year. Yeah, which is kind of which is kind of cool. It is cool. Evan Moore. Let's see what it says. Evan Moore. He, he was, was good. He that's right. That's right. He was pretty good. Yeah, he was good. I'm looking up I'm about to look up his stats. Uh yeah. Evan the Browns Moore have good from like Stanford or something. Maybe. Let's see. He, oh, he was a wide receiver, apparently. Huh. Okay. He was six seven, two thirty two. That's a tight end. He's a tight end. Evan I think Evan Moore was from like uh, an, an Ivy League. <laughs> I'm looking at his stats and now now I'm looking at them and he's stunk. Yeah, he wasn't 
He wasn't great. Never mind. I remember we were excited about him. Yeah, he played college football and basketball at Stanford. There you go. Good call. Um, well, on that note. I think you were talking about uh, Jordan Cameron because I think they're on the same team. Jordan Cameron was good. But we see good tight ends on bad teams because they're kind of safety valves for young quarterbacks. That's true. And then we see good tight ends on good teams. Rob yes. Gronkowski. And then we see everything in between. Yeah. Which is Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron has been great. 12 touchdowns. That's nuts. At least that's what, you know, that that to me, and that's like with the stem of our argument with George Kittle was like, I think Njoku gives you more touchdowns. That's fair. And I think Kittle gets you more yards. There are multiple ways to be good. Sure. Yeah. And it's it's, a mo- it's a, almost a matter of taste. Yeah, it is. Like yardage you get on the ground or with, you know, dump off passes. And like he's he's kind of been there like runner receiver running back. He has been. But Him and Marquise. Jarek McKinnon was supposed to be that. Yeah. He got hurt. Tony Seal. Same with Pierre Garcon. So, like, we don't know if George Kittle can still be a runner-receiver running back when they have a running-receiver running back. Yeah, we'll see. Does, I it, mean, does it get crowded? I, there are a lot of young or new-to-the-NFL guys who are kind of in the same vein. Like, look at Evan Ingram. The the, the, the Giants run screens with Evan Ingram all the time, which is really annoying because they should run them with Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And uh, O.J. Howard's great with the ball in his hand. Yeah, so he's fun. He had a bad rookie season. Yeah, but tight ends take a long time to develop. They do, which is why I'm excited about Najoku, because by the time he develops, he won't be like 29. He'll be 25. Yeah. Or maybe 23. And Who hopefully knows? on his second contract with the Browns already. Yeah, I want the Browns to start really getting these uh, extensions going. Yeah, agreed. I want a Demarius Randall extension over the bye week. Um, I want a Garrett Mar- uh, I want a Miles Garrett extension. The second year was rookie contract. Yeah, exactly. We, we, got, we have him for five more years, for three, three more years. I thought we only. I thought rookie contracts were only four years. They're four plus one, okay. I believe. Okay. Well, now would be the time to get it for a bargain. I would. It's only going to get more expensive. Sign Baker Mayfield to a fifteen-year extension. <laughs> okay. Let's not go crazy. That would be. He would be thirty-eight when the contract was expiring. That'd be hilarious. How much money will he demand on the open market? Though? What if we? Like, look at what Kirk Cousins got. What if we signed Baker Mayfield to a fifteen-year contract? Mm-hmm. Where money was guaranteed every year, but not a li- like he had tons of incentives, so like he still had to like play really well. I love it. Yeah, because you you want to, you're Cleveland. You you want to keep this guy. Yeah. The NFL's not not the NBA where guys are going to be want to go to like bright lights big bright lights big city. Yeah. But you're still Cleveland, yeah. and you finally found a quarterback for your yep. franchise. Yep. On and off the field again. Yeah. You want to keep the guy around. He already has the. I was obviously being ridiculous with a 15-year extension <laughs> but i think you want to did he say something about it no oh you did okay you want to get into talks about it probably like year three yeah well the thing is is also like the new trend in the nfl is to like ha- put together a really good team around a young quarterback so like you can spend money on the rest of the team right like the goffs and the wences and that's like the new trend right now well we spent a sh- boatload of money on Jarvis Landry. And we have tons more money. Yeah, and the yeah. salary cap is actually raising. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're going to be fine. So that's exciting. Go Browns. Go Browns. Yeah. And, and the NFL is going to be really fun. Yeah. I, I will be tuning in As in fun as the NFL can be. I will be tuning in in January. Yeah, me too. But the Probably NFL. for every game. Yeah. The NFL sucks, the but it's also great. Every league sucks, but it's also great. But the NFL sucks the most. Fundamentally, you mean like character-wise? Yes. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. The NFL sucks the most in terms of By like... By far. Yeah, in terms of... Every possible PR thing, they fuck up. But like league management 
It's not that bad. It's not, it's not that bad. <laughs> Anytime Jerry Jones holds that much clout, he's not going to be great. But that's what makes it so fun is when they're not very good. You know what Jerry Jones's full first name is? Geronimo? No, it's Gerald. Not Gerald. Gerald? Gerald. Oh, I forgot the D. Yeah, it's the same with Norv Turner. His first name is Norval, which I sounds like a Pokemon. Norval. <laughs> <laughs> oh, last, last thought. Uh, Coach of the Year? We we were saying Matt Nagy. Oh, yeah, Matt sure. Nagy. How about Anthony Lynn? I know he gets a lot of shit, but we just talked about how the Chargers are the best team in the AFC. Yeah, um, it's possible. I mean, uh, you have to look at I think a team that has overachieved, and I think that's the Bears. Yeah. Um, I think. The whereas the Chargers it. preseason were Super Bowl darlings but or they favorites. I think they're actually going to do it this year, though. We'll see. That would be a coach of the year thing. Yeah. Is that your bo- is that your uh, is that your hot take? Chargers can win the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a Los Angeles Super Bowl. I've said that before. Wow. Rams Chargers, which is going to be weird because it's going to be all Rams fans. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be, but it's not. It's not it's happening. Not, it's not in L. Where is it? Uh, Tampa Bay. No, they just had it. Where is the Super Bowl this year? Houston. Is it? It is in Min- – nope, that was last year in Minneapolis. Ah, come on. I searched this year, Google. Uh, know what in, I mean? Uh, Min- no, it's in uh, – Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Atlanta. Atlanta. That stadium's an eyesore. Yeah, brand that new. ugly. Doesn't Mercedes-Benz have naming rights over both domes in the Deep South, Atlanta uh. and Louisiana and uh, New Orleans? No, it's the... Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Is it really? It is indeed. Wow. That's like American Airlines. That's pretty crazy, though. Yeah. Doesn't, don't American Airlines... Yeah, it's like arena, American Airlines Arena there's the Stadium arena in the or whatever. Center. center. I think the right. arena is in Dallas. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. Is center the worst name for a sporting venue in all of the major sports? Who wants to play at a oh, center? Oh, the center is in Dallas. I said that. The center is in Dallas. Yeah. And the arena is in... Somewhere. Miami. Oh, interesting. Well, regardless, do you want to play at a center? I'd much rather play at an arena than a center. I don't want to play at a garden. That's for sure. (laughs) Oh, I'll play at a garden. I'll play the shit out of a garden. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think the center is interesting because of... It it speaks to its multi-use-ness. Yeah, but it could be like a it could be like a rec center, <laughs> like the the multi purpose room at Hawken. Isn't the stub isn't don't the Chargers play in StubHub Center, or is it the StubHub Stadium? It's got to be Stadium, right? Or maybe Field. No, Stub Hub, s- is it Center? Oh, it, maybe it is. Wow, football should not be played at a center. Yeah, that is <laughs> well, that is terrible. Move. The Chargers back to San Diego. Yeah, the Chargers. You cannot have them playing in a twenty-seven thousand seat stadium when they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's unforgivable. It's gonna be hilarious. Uh, Why did they move? Why do they play in a center? They should totally (laughs) play on a field (laughs) or in a twenty-seven thousand people. Yeah, that's not a center. It's not a stadium. It's it's a field. (laughs) It should be called a field. field. It should be called Stubhub Field. Stubhub Center has a bigger has a better ring to it. StubHub Stadium is tough to say. Who wants to play at a goddamn center? StubHub Garden. First Energy Stadium. Progressive I like Field. I like it. 
Yeah. The Quicken Loans Arena. Oh, I like yeah. The arena. <laughs> I like uh, TD Ameritrade Gardens, Boston Gardens. I thought it was TD Ameritrade. No, that used you to be TD right. Bank North. You might be right. Uh, TD Ameritrade. Yeah. TD Ameritrade. Are they the ones with the babies in the ad? Babies? There's that monster. That's very not specific. Well, the baby. You remember that baby? And he's like, talk like oh, an that adult. Would, oh, that would talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be TD Ameritrade. Or it could be Monster. Or E-Trade. Oh, it was totally E-Trade. Now it's just called the TD Garden in Boston. Oh, that's better. That's a nice rank It was it. the TD Bank North Garden. Now it's just the TD Garden. Yeah. I Okay. If I had to power rank the, the things, it would go Garden, Arena. Number one yeah, is garden. garden. Oh, yeah. It's old style. It reminds me of, like, ancient Roman times. How about the palace like they, at Auburn Hills? Oh, palace is great. Palace is number, <laughs> number one. one. <laughs> number one palace because it's, like, you know, like, you know, I don't know, Renaissance. Like, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, the, yeah. But no, garden, it reminds me of ancient Rome. Like, they used to do that. They Like, they used to play at the Madison Square Garden in ancient Rome and, like, make it in their bathhouses. <laughs> and so at, garden number two. That, that arena really get, number three. That really gets you going. Yeah, arena number three. Yeah, and then everything. Else. Center Center's number fifty. <laughs> like there's four through forty nine blank, and then fifty is center. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are there any more? There's what? palace, gardens, arena, and center. Um, for for basketball. Yeah. I can't think of any more. No, but there's a lot of. In baseball, there's ballpark, field, and stadium. There are a lot of centers, though. Center is terrible. Let's I see. don't want to. You know, I can't. Ugh. The name of the place should not be a position on the on the team. Like, there's no, <laughs> like, they're not called the TD Ameritrade Power thing. Forward. That's not a thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> so irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, let's be like if the Indian Stadium was called Progressive Second Base. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not at all. It absolutely is. No, because ha- well, it's, it's like if it was the first energy head coach. It's half of a team name. Center field, progressive field. You play center field, right? Field, yeah, right but field. it's describing the field. I think it, it's very, it's parallel. <laughs> Your standards here are pretty weird. <laughs> I yeah, think that's describing the they field. They make sense. They make sense. Yeah, just arenas and centers. But there are a lot of centers in the NBA. It's terrible. And then there's also a center spelled C-N-T-R-E. <laughs> Is that? Oh, Rogers Center. Air fucking Can- fucking Air baseball has a center. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> infiltrated the greatest sport. This is awful. Okay, we are off topic. Yes, and let's, we are. And let's we're say we're out time. of time. Yes, it's actually only been ninety minutes. That's okay. not bad. That's not horrible. Uh, and this was a great pod. Oh, uh, yeah. excellent. Our, our listener is really going to enjoy this. We picked up two sponsors. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we have more sponsors than listeners. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's, I don't think that's true. Yeah, we have definitely. I, in fact, I know for a fact we have two listeners. Two? Okay, yeah. I know we have one. So we have three total. Three total. Damn. That's big. There are more listeners to this podcast than there are podcasters for this podcast. You know That's what? That's a big step. I think I call that an audience. I would agree. <laughs> you hear that, Mad Tree? <laughs> we have an audience. <laughs> All right. right. All right, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, I, I believe next time we're going to be talking about music. Yeah. Let's do albums of the year. Let's do albums of the year. It's, uh, it's that time. Yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of, a lot of good stuff that I'm ready to talk about. 
10 albums of the year? Yeah. Sure. Cool. Sure. I and mean, we've talked about it a little bit before on our on our introductory music podcast, but yeah. so there'll be some carryover, but at least six that you haven't heard us talk about yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So until then, stay distracted.